Boom, and we are back. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody, for joining us, for coming back. My name is Donovan. I am Colin. We are very happy to have you here. I want to thank you for a third, fourth time. doesn't matter. I want to ask you to like, subscribe, and comment on this video here. <coughs> Do it! Like what we're putting out here. Go ahead and check out some of our other content. We also have our social medias. I am at Salt of the... Sorry, we have our other social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, fuck Facebook, Patreon, all those things, at Salt of the Streets. Go to our Patreon, subscribe, help us make more better content just like this. We also have our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big bird off you on both of those things. You can find all this on saltofthestreets.com. For segment number three, you want to talk about uh, Location Skate Shop. Go to Location Skate Shop if you're in the local area. It is in Bremerton, downtown on 4th Street. They're a great skate shop and a great community venue. With that, we'll go to part three. We're talking about some Second Amendment talk today. Very, right. very common topic on the show here. So we have a few different things that we're going to hit. Um, like we said, the Senate gun control bill, gun control bill was passed, was signed by Joe Biden this morning. Yep. So it was passed by the Senate, I think, just earlier this week, yep. by the House just yesterday, and then signed by the president this morning first thing this morning it's the first thing i saw on my twitter feed when i yes. woke up this morning at 6 a.m i woke up early i'm trying to be good about waking up early on weekends fuck trying to screw up my sleep schedule by staying up super late and getting up late on weekends it's not a good idea so we'll talk about the senate bill first um i don't know what is the name of the bill do you know do you have the bill up? i do have the bill up as what? a matter of fact what's it called it is called oh gosh where is it it's called the oh yeah this is you know it's good because of what the title is here here we go this is the bipartisan safer communities act oh, geez. which also as a side note because they always do a bunch of shit in these stupid omnibus bills yeah um the first three sections of the bill uh are the the senate or the the congress renaming three different federal buildings including a post office why is this in the bill? Why? You stupid. Never mind. We'll get into that later. But All right. th that's the name of the bill. The, quote, Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. All right. So there are a couple of things that happened in this bill. Uh, one of the first ones is it said, this is an article that I have from New York Post that I'm reading. And this is off of the Senate bill. Specifically, it strengthens background checks for gun buyers who are under 21 years old, which means if you're under 21, it takes a look back into your juvenile records to see if you have any juvenile felonies or any like violent crimes in there that would hinder you from buying a mm -hmm. firearm. Um, it provides financial incentives for states to create mental health services and implement red flag laws. We'll go over that a little bit later. Uh, it also increases penalties for straw purchases. A straw purchase is if, like, I know that Colin isn't allowed to buy a gun. I go buy a gun and then give it to Colin. That's a straw purchase, mm -hmm. uh, which is already illegal and closes the so-called boyfriend loophole. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Uh, prohibiting romantic partners convicted of domestic violence from obtaining firearms. And I want to ask you, because it didn't say in either of the articles I looked at, is there money in there? For mental health in schools, is that a thing that happened, or is yes. that not okay? It is yeah. in this bill. Okay, available via grants. Via grants. Okay, yeah. okay. Because we got to remember the one thing that Congress is really, really bad at is being able to give money to lower levels of society unless it's directly to like a state, right? Because they're not designed to give you money. But, anyways, so we should probably start by saying, here at Salt of Streets, we believe that all gun laws are infringements. Period. So that's yep. that's a good starting point for the end of this, right? Just to contextualize everything, we will talk about all this and the context of 2022 because that's the year that we're living in. But at the end of the day, all gun laws are 
are an infringement. That is that is where we're at here at Salt of the Street. So, and you could say that safely, and I would not change a word. So we're out here. Uh, so let's talk first about the the background checks, right? There's all this talk expanding background checks, strengthening the background checks, expanding background checks. The only thing they did was to have people who are under 21 anyway. So there's yeah. and there's only some states that you can purchase a firearm in if you're under 21 anyway. Federally, it's 21 for handguns. So it's really sporting rifles and things that you're talking about. A sporting rifle is like the actual name for an AR-15. Yeah. The classification for an AR-15. There's all this assault rifles and stuff like that. That's not real. Um, not real at all. Yeah. There is no such thing as an assault rifle. Unless, I guess, maybe if you have a rifle that you commit assault with, maybe posthumously you could call that an assault rifle. You hit somebody but, with the butt of your stock? Yeah, something like that. You assaulted somebody with, with your rifle. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, there is no such thing as an assault rifle. These are good colors. They are good colors. Let's talk about these beers before we get too deep into this segment. I just poured this, didn't show it or anything, so that's nice. This is, uh, what do I call this? The La Fin du Mont. The La Fin du Mont. La Fin du Mont. And it's a we Belgian IPA. Shall not be infringing pretty clear. Shout out, Joseph. That's right. You know it is. Up. It's a very, very, very clear statement. And yeah. it's a, like a second grader. Are you smarter than a fourth grader or fifth grader, whatever that fucking Jeff Foxworthy show was? Fifth grader, yeah, yeah. You, you could do that if you read that. Yes. If you read that amendment. Yes. Yeah. So. Mm. Oh, and I have a. Uh, here, let me, yeah, before yeah. we what do that, got? I, got exactly. a, uh, I got a double. A Belgian double, which is uh, also Belgian for double, which just means it's, it it's their sweet. Belgian ale. And, uh, super like cool. A little bit like flowers. Maudite. That's why I like Belgian beers, man. They're very floral, and it generally comes from uh, the yeast and malt profiles That's and the spices involved. Really nice. Fucking bomb, dude. Mm. That's a one-way ticket to Flavortown. <laughs> Shout out, Guy Fieri. I don't think Guy Fieri would be a fan of our show, but, you know, one I'm, day, I'm a fan of his show. One day he's coming on this show. Hey, dude, hashtag life goals. Even if he walks out 10 minutes in, he's coming on this show. <laughs> we'll get him in. Yeah. Okay. Um, so after that, I'm sorry, is financial incentives for states to create mental health services and implement red flag laws. So I know mm-hmm. that I just want the weapons that our private companies are able to make and have. 100%. 100%. That's, I think we said last week, Michael Malice said it the best, that I just want the right to the to the firearms or the weapons that we paid for the Taliban to have. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's the bare minimum. Those are the things that I would like. Yes. So I would like that very much. I don't think that's too much to ask. Um, so red flag laws. I know that you have a real stance on the federal incentivization of these laws. Yes. Right? So do you have a point that you want to make on this? Do you, so if you don't have them prepared, that's fine. I just know you were talking about it yesterday, and I want to make sure that I gave you the, the platform for it specifically. I but we can, I would best articulate We it. can certainly move I, through and come back to it if you'd like. Let's do that, because I think as the conversation goes on, um, I could probably gain a better uh, angle on no what problem. I want to say about hone that. Hone in, hone in. So we'll talk about red flag laws in particular, right? A red flag law is basically a law in which someone can report you because they are concerned that you might do harm to yourself or somebody else and either the courts or the police come and take your guns and they tell you that you can't have guns for a determined or undetermined period of time mm-hmm. in which you may or may not get them back. Yes. There are... Many concerns across the board about this, oh, yeah. right? Um, there are no shortage of cases in which people have 
had their firearms taken from them without cause. Mm -hmm. And after the investigation, after the time period, it's found that there really was no cause. Mm -hmm. And they had to go a certain amount of time without their guns. Not only so they had their due process infringed upon, right? There's no reason for them to do that. They're At the end of the day, they found out there really is no reason. There's also no shortage of people who have had terrible things happen to them and while their farms were taken from them. That's my personal, I don't want to say biggest concern. One of the deeper concerns I have is that what if something happens to me while I don't have my firearms? If you remove my ability to protect myself and then something happens to me, whose fucking fault is it? Yeah. Then what? Because you're not going to get your guns back in any timely manner. No. If the cops took them, then they're locked up at the police station. Yeah. You, and then you and then, you, then you got to wait through you wade through the court system where you defend your innocence yes. because you are now presumed guilty b- instead of innocent which is 100% anti-constitutional um there is let me, let me hand it back to you you just keep growing you're on, you're on a roll i don't i didn't want to yeah, jump no, no, in no, but, 100% um red flag was Somebody coming to steal your rifle. What if something happens to you while the cops have your rifles in lockdown? Correct, 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 correct. There's also um, numerous cases in which people have been killed while the police are serving red flag warrants, right? That happens. Um, We just, not too long ago, there was a guy that was killed in his house or in his cousin's house when they went to go and serve a red flag on his cousin. And he was sleeping on the couch and the cops fucking shot him. Yep. Right, woke him up in the middle of the night. He was yes. covered in a blanket, <clears throat> sleeping because he passed out on the couch watching TV. Yes, big There's... guys come in with guns, they start smashing, and they shoot him. Right, Orning reacts. Joseph Garrett says, and that's so. We'll go over some of those kind of the that's main, where quote unquote mainstream concerns. Right, yeah. that's not. I'm not denigrating them, but they're more common concerns. Right, yes. is that. <clears throat> Concerns on what the oversight is. Who mm-hmm. has the ability to report these things? Because we already have evidence. We already have cases in which people have been reported, and it's been found out that there really was no reason at the end of the day. Yes. Right? There have – I've expressed concern in the past for my my own times of mental health in which someone just maybe who overheard a conversation, I mean, they didn't understand the context that then reported me. And, you know, who, how do we – so let's take a stop there, right? Who, who do we decide – how do we decide who can and cannot report somebody, right? Is yeah. it okay for a random person to hear something out of my conversation, out of context, and then say, hey, I heard this guy. He's there right now. If you, you go, you can go, you can talk to him and get information, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be someone within your personal circle? Does it, who, who do we allow to do this? Because and, Yeah, and this is where the problem with this particular law comes into play because what, what this law does is provide money to states to help incentivize them to create their their own versions of red flag laws. Every red flag law will red flag law will be different in every state. Right. I imagine but the framework I believe have already been laid out by the federal government. I think that happened a few years ago. You go yes. ahead and continue and I'll look that up. But I'm um, fairly certain that maybe even Donald Trump, because he was one of the first presidents that said take the guns and do the investigation later. Yeah. Um yeah, which is if that's not an infringement on multiple rights, I don't know what is, but um because what we're talking about here is the ability of the state to without due process in the slightest come in and remove your second amendment right by force. And there is nothing you can do about it until you prove your innocence in a court of law after your rights have already been infringed. And I mean, there is a 
long list of precedent at this point. One, you know, a couple cases of which we talked about last episode, where the government does not give two shits if one of the agents of the states infringes on your rights. You have little to no recourse. Period. After that has been done to you, so you are just subject to this. And the problem here is that if you find a framework, that's awesome. But even if there isn't a framework, um, what you're talking about is giving money two states to help develop these these red flag laws to put into place and nine times out of ten the problem with the red flag law is that it circumvents due process every time this is remarkably similar to say the soviet communist state the chinese communist state where neighbors are ratting on neighbors, family members are ratting on family members. Depending on what the incentive is, if your neighbor doesn't like you, if you have an issue with an ex, if you have an issue with anybody that doesn't like the fucking looks of you, they can call in a, a red flag on you for no fucking reason, and your ass is getting swatted by the state. Period. Right. That is going to, it already fucking happens now. People get swatted all the goddamn time now. And we don't even have red flag laws on a widespread, you know, national level. But I would imagine that our state does. I can't remember if we've covered this or I not do before. Not but, I do not know. Um, but you better believe there is no way that I'm going to use Bilbo Swaggins right here. There's no way that Big Brother is not going to be taking initiative on somebody when, when their neighbor calls in and says, I heard banging on the house next door. I think my neighbor is, um, you know, is is abusing his his wife or something like that. Right? There's nothing to stop you from getting swatted at that point. And as we have seen, when there are aggressive law enforcement entries into people's homes without them knowing it, there will be deadly side effects. And I hate to say this because. You generally only really hear about it if it's an oppressed minority that's getting killed by the cops or a cop gets killed or something like that in one of those means. Most of the time, the cops are going to come in guns blazing and they're not going to ask questions and they're just going to shoot and you have no recourse against that. There's there's none at all. This We're, we're talking about Soviet-era communist fucking uh, rat-on-your-neighbor bullshit. If this happened, red flag laws are the biggest danger to American civility that has that I can recall in my entire life. This is a a breach of privacy. It's a breach of due process. It is a breach of your Second Amendment rights. I mean, you name it. It it checks the fucking box on everything that's in this fucking Constitution that says the government can't do this. Right. But because you know, hey man, if it saves one fucking life, if it saves one life, doesn't matter how many people's rights we infringe upon getting to that one that one life. Not to mention you're going to kill a bunch of other people in the fucking process with all the goddamn swatting that's about to take place. So, three points. The first one, Washington does have a red flag law. We of have course. an extreme risk protection order law. Already the state passed the law through a 2016 ballot initiative with nearly 70% of the vote. Um, there is a federal framework for a red flag law that sure. was laid out in June of 2021. So it was under the Obama administration, not the Trump administration. Third. Oh, whoa, 2021. 2021. Just Dur last year, during this the is an Biden article, administration. This is an article from NPR. Okay. Um, the department, and it's from 
June 7, 2021, the Department of Justice on Monday issued model legislation from which states can craft their own extreme risk protection orders, commonly mm. referred to as red flag laws, as part of the Biden administration's ongoing effort to curb oh, yeah. U.S. gun violence. This was the point I was going to get at earlier. I remembered now. Um, I don't like the fact that this framework business, right? We're going to give you a template to work off of because we can't pass this at the federal level because it would be unconstitutional. But if we give it to you and we tell you what you want or yeah. what we want, then you'll go ahead and do it. National Propaganda Report. Thank you, Bilbo Swaggins. That's exactly, that's a perfect term for that. That's yes. exactly what this is. This is insane. How does anybody not see this? Do you, people have disagreements with their fucking neighbors all the goddamn time about where they put up a fucking fence. I mean, and that shit, I've, I've been on those, those situations. That was my former line of work, man, property rights. You would be surprised how many people will sink fifty to $75,000 into a legal battle about getting an extra foot of land so they can put up their fucking fence. Let me do you one okay? better. Let oh, me do, please. Let me do you one better. Please. I know somebody. I know somebody. I know somebody. <laughs> right now, right? I know someone who... A per, I got to be kind of very vague about it. So um, a person that they are, person A is the person that I know. They are live near person B. Person B alleged with zero evidence that person A struck them with their vehicle and is now dragging them to court with zero evidence. With not only zero evidence, but actually evidence to the counter in oh. favor of person A. Oh, They're shit. still suing them. For alleging them that they've struck them with their vehicle. Okay, we're going to have to talk after the show. But because yes. I, I, I can't figure that one out. Myself. Yes, but, bitch. Um, yes. So if someone, if someone will lie to the state to tell them that you have hit them with your car when you have not, they will absolutely turn you in when they hear you say some such shit. I have videos on my phone of me standing in my yard practicing draws and shit for my pistol belt. I, I go on walks in my play carrier. There's, there's nothing to say that someone could not hear this show, see me do that, and then say, that motherfucker's going to do something. He says he's part of the militia, he's going to do something. Yep. Right? Here's a great example of that. Very controversial. You guys can believe what you want. I've heard this story from multiple different sides. I don't trust the powers that be, so my stance on it is my stance on it. Bill Bill's Wagons. It said about six, seven years ago, NPR actually reported good info then 2016 happened. 100%. <laughs> I used to fuck with NPR right? heavy in my car because it was it was just a good, like, decent shit. You it, know? Was. it was decent. First time I heard them do a fucking equal a payday, I was like, you lost me now. It was like 2018. Yeah. I was like, we're talking equal payday. I'm out of here. I'm yep. not going to be a part of this yeah. conversation. Once the main... What's, I'm not going to call it mainstream. Once the corporate press fully got engrossed in tds it was over and then the, yeah. everybody went woke and then everything was unlistenable at that point every it was unwatchable it was unreadable it was unlistenable it was everything it was terrible to but the, but before trump came along it was it was halfway decent from a from a left perspective yeah. it was a good left-wing perspective that you can get that was still somewhat somewhat rational right and it's a travesty that you the fucking daily these days man remember the daily used to be halfway decent like yes. not that long ago. Yeah. It didn't take him long. So I have two articles here before we move on to my example. I have two other articles here, one from The Hill and one from The Washington Post, both opinion articles about the potential consequences of red flag laws, mm -hmm. right? So it's only within the last few years that this has this is the answer, that mm -hmm. that's become the prominent ideology. This first one from The Hills from 2019 and this one from The Washington Post which they made sure to tell me with a big 
ribbon at the top that this article was published more than three years ago. Well, it's an opinion article. <laughs> if you've changed your opinion that much in three years on red flag laws, then you might be kind of a shill. Yeah. Um, Maybe you shouldn't have reported it. And they're both red flag laws can have deadly consequences is the first one. And that's from the Hill. Uh, that's from Washington Post. The second one is red flag laws and their awful consequences. That's from the Hill. So, <laughs> so, right. The example that I would draw, the easiest one that I would draw is not only the man that we saw last year uh, or just a few months ago. I, I cannot remember his, his name. Amir Locke, maybe? Is that... I don't, I don't I'm going to Google know. it right now because I'm fairly certain that that's his name. Let's see. Amir Locke. Let's see. I bet you. Yes. Killed in Minneapolis police raid. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Who is Amir Locke? 22 years old at the time of death. Police claimed at the time he was brandishing a gun when they entered the residence. CBS reported Locke's family told Nakima Levy Strong. Yes. Yep. That's him. Okay. So Amir Locke was killed a few months ago. We went over that here on the show. The other example that I want to bring up happened a few years ago and it is was a young man named Duncan Lemp. Duncan Lemp. Oh, my God, we talked about many, this. Many, many, many times on the show before. And it got even hairier than I believed that it did when I first started digging into it. So the story from Duncan Lemp's... Let's talk from the police story first. Okay. Right? It's that the police say that Duncan Lemp was admittedly part of a militia and he was preparing to do battle with... Um, the with the police because he expected them to do a raid on his house. He was manufacturing farms and he was selling them. And um, the police say that they then issued a red flag on him because he wasn't supposed to have firearms and did. And when they went to his house, they weren't wearing body cams like they're supposed to. Um, and supposedly he had one of the doors rigged in his house with a shotgun shell and they went to one window and broke the window open, which woke him up. And he then started to walk through the house and look for a gun when they're yelling orders at him. And then they also, at the same time, hit his front door with a battering ram and they enter his home through the front door. When the officers in his window see him try and grab a gun, apparently, allegedly, he aims the gun at the officer in which they shoot him five times. So the story from Duncan Lemp's family and his pregnant girlfriend, who, girlfriend who was pregnant at the time, is that he was shot in his bed through the door, through the wall of the house, while he's in bed with his pregnant girlfriend. So, believe what you will, there is no body cam footage. There is no proof of anything. There's one set of body cam footage that the body cam was turned on after the raid happened. Oh, of course. So, um, you know, even though there's law in that state in which they're supposed to wear body armor or body camera. See, this article is from the, oh, it's from the American Conservative. Let's pick a different one. Bilbo, hold on to that because we will definitely get there. Yeah, 100%. Let's see. So this one is actually from the Washington Post. So, um, <clears throat> and I can't send this. Well, I can send it to you, but you won't be able to see it because you have to subscribe to them. But I can read it. A Maryland SWAT officer will not be charged in the fatal shooting of 21-year-old Duncan Lemp during a pre-dawn weapons raid in Potomac that became part of the nationwide debate over no-knock warrants. Prosecutors said in a 17-page report released Thursday. This is a no-knock warrant to serve because of a red flag law to go and get mm. his guns. The Montgomery Police Department was legislatively just was a legally justified when he fired five rounds at Lemp through a broken bedroom window in March because prosecutors said Lemp had ignored commands to raise his hands, gotten out of bed, grabbed an assault-style rifle, and pointed it towards the officer. Let me ask you, if you are woken out of your bed and people are screaming at you and you're already in call it justified or not, if you are let's even be let's be extra steel manny. Yes. If you are in a distorted viewpoint in which you believe the government is out to get you and you wake up and you're hearing people yell at you, is your first reaction not going to be to grab a firearm? 
Are you going to listen to the voices that are coming at you, that are screaming at you while your pregnant girlfriend is in the bed next to you? Or is your first instinct going to be to try and defend yourself? If you already believe the government is coming after you, in which they know that because that's in their report, right? They're saying that he's saying these things on the internet. So you already know that, right? So the solution then, when we think that you have assault-style weapons, when we believe that your house is booby-trapped, is to go to your house, is to go to your house and scream at you and wake you up. That's, that's the right move. That's yeah. the safest way to apprehend you, right? Is to do that. Not to use our, and I'm not advocating for this, right? Mm-hmm. Not to use our infinite resources underneath the Patriot Act to literally spy on you anywhere that you fucking go and track you to a store and wait by your car or wait till you get out and just say, hey, let's fucking talk for a minute and then mm-hmm. fucking arrest him, right? That's, that's definitely not the safest way to do it, right? Not at all. The safest way is to go to his house, wake him up, and then shoot him. Because he's so fucking disoriented with what's going on. And his brain is so distorted. Again, Steelman, his brain and his viewpoint is so distorted that he believes the government is coming to get him. That's the safest way, right? That's definitely uh, the the worst way possible to handle that situation. And it seems to be standard operating procedure from everything we've seen from every single no-knock warrant served over the last, I don't know, since we've been watching them. Um, there is, do you not have a, a reasonable expectation of privacy within the walls of your own private home for anybody to be woken up not even in a startling house. manner by people screaming around your house and screaming at you and wake you up from a dead sleep because it's always when these no-knock warrants are served during the middle of the night because everybody's asleep right that's the safest time to do that when people can make real rational fucking decisions as soon as they wake up and come out of their fucking REM sleep when they don't even understand what up and down is yet, then yeah, you should definitely scream and yell at them because no sane person in their right mind is going to have the instinctual reaction to grab a firearm in an attempt to fend themselves and their family from a obviously hostile force that is screaming at them from outside their home. That is not a natural reaction even in the slightest, correct? I don't know a single person. We know some real woke motherfuckers. I don't know a single woke person that wouldn't think that that is an insane train of logic to follow. Period. Every every leftist argument about police engagement stems from a soft approach. Because that's, that's, that is the most de-escalatory way to have that interaction with a private citizen from a law enforcement standpoint. Unless you have scary guns and you say you're part of a militia, Colin. Yeah. And even then, then we it can't doesn't matter. You. We like, have to murder you in your house. That's like, the only way. That's the only way you can do it. And that's the only, and that is the, so many problems here. So many fucking problems here. But the fact that the state feels like that's the way to do things is fucked up enough. The fact that they don't care about infringing on any of your rights while they do this is also another problem. <clears throat> the, the most simple and, dare I say, common sense approach to this is not going in there screaming and yelling like a goddamn barbarian on fucking full tilt ready to pull the trigger. Ever. How is this ever the right decision? I have been in law enforcement. I, under, I understand from a federal law enforcement standpoint, like the threat pyramid, how you go from you know, the, the base level to deadly force. The deadly force pyramid, I think is what they call it, is it's, 
It's taught to every federal law enforcement officer how you handle that situation. And that's why you always want to handle things at the lowest level. Calm, controlled. It's the only way to be productive about this situation. Because right. you're hemming somebody up, period. The very last thing you need to do is to arbitrarily escalate the situation, guns ablazing, because that only ends bad every single fucking time. These red flag laws incentivize you to go in a guns ablazing. They always have and they always will. Anytime there is a need to, to, to hem somebody up in a surprising manner, is it any fucking surprise to you that they're not going to want to go willingly? For one, they don't have a good understanding of what the situation is going on around them. They have zero situational awareness because you just woke them up out of a dead fucking sleep. How do you expect anybody to respond? Any one of these officers that's involved in one of these things should be fucking fired and never hired back onto a, a point of authority ever again. Because they're just fucking following orders, man. I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta make the paycheck. I gotta make sure I can take care of my... Fuck you. You're a goddamn bootlicker. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not... Ooh, I'm getting so angry. Sorry. I'm getting so angry. I use bootlicker. Wow, that's how you know continue. I'm angry, man. Yeah, you're hot. But it is not... It is... I don't understand any situation where that is the way to do that unless you are literally in a war zone and the only way to protect you and your squad safety is to go in guns blazing and by then if you don't have intel on what's inside i don't know why the fuck you're going inside if you if you're going into a foreign i mean it's it's hard to make a war analogy in this point because the last 20 years of fucking wars that we've had aren't actual like wars necessarily there's a bunch of civilians and shit involved but that's the only time where you need to go in guns and blazing, man. You need to go in guns and blazing because you're a military force doing a military action. If you are a civilian law enforcement officer, there is no way you cannot convince me in any fashion that that is the correct thing to do. I don't care what kind of quote-unquote intelligence you think you may or may not have on what's inside that building. You don't understand what's on what's inside that building you're a civilian in a law enforcement role you're an agent of the state you have no right to enter that place without a warrant and without letting the person inside know that you have a warrant and the right to enter let's check this let's make it a little bit worse <laughs> <laughs> how do you do this a gifted computer programmer who lived in his parents home limp had caught the attention of police after they received tips that he illegally possessed weapons and had written online that he was an active member of a self-proclaimed militia the report said thank you bilbo they also suspected that limp had been illegally manufacturing suspected that a limp had been illegally manufacturing and selling ghost guns which don't have serial numbers and can't be traced the frontline SWAT officers in the raid weren't wearing body cameras. One of them, the officer who fired his weapon through the window, did so as other SWAT members stormed through the house after battering through the front door. The raid was complicated because earlier surveillance of the home showed that Lemp had rigged a different exterior door leading to his bedroom with a booby trap designed to explode a shotgun shell in the face of an intruder, according to prosecutors' findings. Which is federally legal, unfortunately. They also asserted that private text messages Lemp had written in the months before the shooting revealed he expected the police to raid his bedroom. He wrote about the need to reinforce the interior door to his bedroom to withstand a battering ram's blow, and he indicated he was ready to shoot when officers came in. I've accepted the inevitability and made peace with my demise, he wrote to a friend earlier in 2020, according to a report. At least I'll go down kicking. After the raid, the report said police recovered from Lem's bedroom at least 50 boxes of ammunition, a ballistics vest, three assault-style rifles, a handgun on his nightstand, and parts for more booby traps. The threat caused by Duncan Lemp retrieving a rifle and pointing it at the officers, coupled with Lemp's apparent refusal to obey law enforcement commands, justified the shooting officers' use of deadly force. Prosecutors concluded in the report, which relied on the use of a grand jury in several witness interviews. 
Lem's family members have long held that the police exaggerated the threat he posed. His family said police obtained a no-knock warrant based on flimsy evidence, opened fire on him while he was still asleep, and then burst into his room and stomped on his neck, assertions contradicted by the report. Lem was struck by all five rounds in front of his girlfriend. Attorney for Lem's family and his girlfriend blasted the report as incomplete and misleading. The exoneration of the officer, they said, was caused by has caused more anguish to their clients. So... It's not good. No, it's not fucking good, man. Yeah. Any any broadening of this fucking red flag go up bullshit is only going to lead to more people dying. And unfortunately, it's the people that the state wants dead anyways. So they there's not going to be any fucking pushback. And the only people that are going to push back are you and I, the, the fucking two-way extremists. Wait, check this. The reasons for the no-knock provision, this is part of the Montgomery County report. The reasons for the no-knock provision was due to Lem's being anti-government, anti-police, currently in possession of body armor, and an active member of the three percenters, the report said, referencing what is called a far-right militia movement. Additionally, police had viewed several videos showing Lem handling and shooting firearms. The police felt that knocking and announcing their presence would put the officers in serious danger if Lem decided to resist his arrest. So it's safer for them. So the only thing that you, the only thing in that list that you don't fit is being like a an active member of the three percenters. And yeah. for anybody who doesn't know, which is a stupid ass thing to say, three percenters is based in the assumption or the statistic that three um, percent of people fought actively in the Revolutionary War. That's where that comes from, right? That's stupid. That's a stu that's because you're part of a group that says that. That's dumb. Because that's you're a part of what the Second Amendment would call a a you know what? Let me just pull it out and just say it a well-regulated militia. Because you you have decided to uphold your Second Amendment right. Now you're a goddamn domestic terrorist. So, Colin, mm -hmm. you're liable to be raided at any time. At any time, literally. <sighs> We need to get the studio out. <laughs> we, need, we need to move to an undisclosed location. Although I'm not that concerned about it, to be perfectly honest. Additionally, police had viewed several videos showing Lemp handling and shooting firearms. That makes him a fucking terrorist, doesn't it? If he knows how to use guns and, and puts it on the internet, for fuck's sakes, that dude just, he's just a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. The report said the Lemp home was subject of an earlier police raid in 2016, but didn't say what precipitated it. McCarthy and Sandler declined to comment on it. So we have a case where somebody's privacy has been infringed upon by the state, which then makes him a target for a no-knock warrant raid because of how dangerous his rhetoric has been and his videos and freedom of association, um, by the way, with the three percenters, um, all of which are incredibly constitutional. And the state has decided he's too much of a danger and must be taken out. And whether or not he's dead or behind, you know, locked in a fucking cage at the end of the day, doesn't matter to them. That's basically what I'm, what I'm hearing from this case. And I don't know if I was this verbose when we talked about it at the time, probably not. I think my, no, this my, was early my, in George Floyd, my understanding of my own rights have uh, drastically increased since then. And so I'm probably more passionate today than yeah. I ever have been. But it's April of 2020, this I'm just I'm not OK with the state arbitrarily deciding who can live or die. And that seems like a fucking extremist view, doesn't it? To modern day people. I don't understand 
why you do not, not have that, that the right to do everything that he was doing and insisting that the government was indeed infringing on his rights because they were. And then they, he was afraid the state was going to come after him. And they did. Which they did. So, I, so they just took him off the board because he just was too much of a problem for them. I don't, I don't, there's zero rational, zero rational logical thinking that gets you from exercising freedom of speech, freedom of association, and the Second Amendment to you need to die or be locked in the cage for the rest of your life. There's, there's zero way to get from point A to point B on that one, but the state does anyways. Fuck the state. Every major institution hates you and wants you to fucking die. And they don't even have to show evidence for it. No. No. And of this course is, not. Montgomery County has a policy of not having SWAT officers wear body cameras, even though it's a policy for all uniformed officers to wear body cameras. But if you're a SWAT officer, you don't have to. I, <laughs> Something about this. I don't. I really, really. This is like that fucking apathy stuff I was talking about in part one. This is the shit that really bothers me because there are more and more people every day that think this is the right way to think. And they're getting propagandized by the establishment politicians, the fucking established or the corporate press, everything of reaffirming their, their misunderstanding of their own rights. And it just gets worse and worse and worse every goddamn day. Every day it gets worse. There's, we had a small, well, contextually, we call it a big W with this, with the, we haven't even addressed it yet, but the, the passage of, we addressed it in part two, but um, <clears throat> with the, the passage of the, the, oh my gosh, I'm just going to pull it up so I can actually read the fucking title of it. Um, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus uh, Bruin. Yes. Um, where they affirmed the, the right to be able to carry a firearm out outside of your home and made it so that may issue states no longer have the ability to not allow you to fulfill your second amendment right. And that only really affects about, I think it was like seven states that have the may issue, but that was a, that was a big W in the world of the two a, but it doesn't stop the state from still coming in and putting their boot on your fucking neck and killing you because they don't like the way you exercise the rest of your rights. Like it's it's a nice win. I'll take it because I I love more and more people have the freedom to have to exercise their second amendment rights, their their god-given right to defend themselves. That is a beautiful thing and and I love more people to be able to have that. It still doesn't stop the state. If anything it incentivizes the state even more to overstep all of your other rights to come into your world and fuck your life up or end it. Just because you decided you wanted to carry firearms and you don't like the fact that the government is infringing on your rights now. That makes you a, an enemy, a, a piece on the board that must be taken off because you are, you're running contrary to what they want at the end of the day. And that is not, it's not okay in any fashion whatsoever. The idea that you would use these dead kids from Uvalde to push this bullshit about red flag laws and, and give everybody, well, you know, if somebody's dangerous, they should, you know, we should have the ability to let the government, you already do. Everybody that's in these motherfucker circles that knows these people that they're interviewed afterwards. Yeah, he was always a weird guy. You know, he was killing fucking cats and, and putting them on the internet, blah, blah. They already had the ability to do something about it and didn't. 
Now the state has to come in and supersede everybody and just say, it doesn't matter. If, if your neighbor calls in and says you're a threat to yourself or others, state's going to respond because if it saves one life, Big Brother will handle it. That's right. That's right. I'm so fucking hot right now. I can't. I feel like I'm not thinking clearly. So if I'm if I'm a little all over the place, I, please forgive me, guys. But it's it's not okay, man. This is about. This is why, this this type of shit is how I became an anarchist. Because you cannot trust the state. Period. They, you. You coined the phrase, every institution hates you and wants you to die? Or? I did not coin it, but I've definitely regulated okay. the use of it, certainly. <laughs> that <clears throat> It is from a pillow that Tim Dillon gave to Bridget Phetasy. Oh! And they both mentioned it one time. And so I we, can't... We gotta I, keep it going. So I can't take it for myself, but I certainly have popularized the phrase. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get on Bridget Phetasy's local tonight and just drop it. that in there and see if there's any response, just to, just to see what's up. What's going on in the chat here? There's a lot of chats. The people love what you have to say. That's well, what's going on in the chat. You know, I, I, it comes from a, a foundationally good place, I believe. So it doesn't surprise me. But thank you, everybody, for the love. Well-regulated militia. They have regular weapons to the enemy or tyrant. Amen. You're complete straight in. The mind, the mind you're being fueled by passion. I am being fueled by passion. I'm passionate about people's lives being taken away by the state for arbitrary purposes. Fuck me 100%. for believing that. People's ability to defend themselves in the way that they see fit. Yeah, I mean. Right, their right to defend themselves in yeah. the way they see fit. It's it's not, and I hate the fact that it always comes about to like, a, you're a 2A absolutist. Well, you're goddamn right I am. I'm also a a first, a 1A absolutist. I, I'm also a 3A, abs, you know, 4, you go down the fucking list. It's all absolute, man. This is not just something you pick and choose. I have problems with the Constitution and its entire creation and inception i understand i live in a world where there's nothing you could do about that i understand i didn't i didn't sign up for the constitution the people that signed this fucking thing are dead hundreds of years ago me and you did not agree to this fucking thing that's fine i Stuck understand that by those rules but you know if there were a set of rules that i could be born into that i am forced to live by this ain't that goddamn bad and you can't even do that what what we are getting into now terrifies me because it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to our quote-unquote elective representatives that all control the future of our lives, what we can and cannot do. They have no relationship to the Constitution or, or the meaning behind it. Oh, we even saw the DOJ not to, we even saw the DOJ come and say we respectfully disagree with the decision from the Supreme Court. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Hashtag the Republic is dead. If it wasn't dead before that, the president and the DOJ just affirmed it today or yesterday, whenever the fuck that was. There is no such thing as a constitutional republic anymore, man. We are a we are as a nation what people would call a fucking rhino. We are a republic in name only. Have you never put that together? Ooh. Hot dog. I feel pretty good about that one. But yeah, no, it's just, it's all bullshit, man. And I'm tired of I'm tired of feeling threatened by a governmental institution whose sole sworn duty is to do the opposite. It's to protect you. It's their only job. It's their only goddamn job. And they Every single person, I don't care if you're fucking Dan Crenshaw, MTG, or fucking AOC, 
None of them, none of them are there to actually do their goddamn job. Period. MTG, shout out to MTG. Like, I don't like her. I like when she's in a normal setting and she's just having conversations on IRL. She seems, she's a halfway decent person. Seems like a nice gal to have to a barbecue. Say some Be crazy fun. shit, though. Yeah, she's fun. You get, throw a couple fucking butt, you know, uh, Coors lattes at her. She'll talk about the space lasers. <laughs> Amen. She'll talk to you about the space but, lasers all night. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't necessarily want her in an elected representative position, right. first of all, but. I don't okay. Rant over. I'm no. Done. I'm fucking done no. with this shit, dude. No, that was like healthy. That was perfect. Makes me I've had a fucking rough couple of weeks, dude, and this has been very healthy for me. And I think that you No, I think <sighs> that you have fully and well encompassed why this is a problem and also why this these rights are so important, you know? Mm-hmm. Um why directly after the ability to freely express yourself, the ability to freely defend yourself is expressly defended in the constitution. That's, mm. that's people say it all the time. It's played out. It's, it's whatever, you know, but it's not, man. It's true. It it's is true. needed more today than ever, which is in 2022. One of the saddest things anybody can ever hear is that your need to defend yourself, your God given right, or your natural born right, whatever the fuck you want to think of it as, to defend yourself and your family is now 100% considered by our elected representative as a second-class right that doesn't necessarily need to be enforced. Every single politician in Washington, D.C., every single politician in the state house should be first day absolutist, second day absolutist, down the fucking line. They 100%. should be. Otherwise, I don't know what the fuck they're doing there. If they are not there... To uphold every single one of those amendments and numerated rights? Enumerated. Enumerated rights. They they don't belong there. Or unenumerated. Yeah. Whatever the yeah. Whatever their fucking job is as far as protecting your rights, if that is not the only thing that they are there to do, they need to be gone. Because otherwise you I forget who fucking said this, but it was the government is essentially just a job placement program built for the people or designed for the people that built it. There's there's no other way to look at it at that point. If you're not out there bending over backwards to protect your citizens and your, your representative constituents' rights, you're just there for a job and to make sure you can get a job next election, which means you should not be there, period. And I don't understand how anybody can think differently. Well, I want to put Derek Kilmer in there because he keeps to give us more money to save the salmon and the orcas. I, okay, well, what does salmon and orcas have anything to do with your constitutional rights? No, I mean, none? None at all. I mean, if he's there to just shill for the Fed so that the state can get some more money to uphold the rest of our rights, that's cool. And then the state can get money and then the state can take care of the orcas and the fucking salmon. That's cool. Why is our federal representation out there? They're just there to shill for more money so that fucking dictator Inslee can get on his high horse and make sure that we can't have, we, we, you can't afford to drive to work because, you know, fucking go ahead. Washington needs, or what, what is it? Is it go ahead, Washington? What were we just talking about? Part one, oh, uh, move uh, ahead, move ahead, move ahead. Washington can be funded. Even though we have a surplus, we need more money. No, we don't, Colin. We spent that money over the next two years. I just we don't have we don't have a sixteen and a half billion dollar surplus. <laughs> it's not there anymore. 
<laughs> what we really, really need is, um, as Joe Biden was talking about the other day, uh, you know, there's going to be another pandemic. We need more money for the next pandemic. We need more money. That's why Jane's needs the emergency powers. Exactly. For the next pandemic. Amen. Amen. And I can understand that logic. <laughs> that makes sense to me. If I'm going to be a dictator, I need a slush fund, and it better come from the next goddamn pandemic that may or may not come in our lifetime. I mean, uh, monkeypox, though. You better watch out. That's right. coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, wh- That's hilarious. That's good. With That's that, good. I don't want to say anything else to stop with that because God. that was so absolutely perfect. I'm such an enormous fan of it. With that, we are going to end part three. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back for part four, which is the grab bag. We have lots of great stuff for you. We're going to talk uh, about all kinds of stuff. we got the COVID boosters. we got the Uvalde police. So we're going to talk. We'll start nicotine. off with Uvalde police. Nicotine. Colin obviously needs his nicotine buzz. So, no, we're out here. This fantastic, fantastic segment. Fantastic show. Thank you guys for being with us. We'll be back in three minutes. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week. With this for thought,